Hi, Alex. Hi, Steve. How are you today? I'm good. Good. Well, you know what I would like to talk about today? What's that? Well, you know, if, if uh, the year t- 2010 was the year of the iPad, mm-hmm. to me, because mm-hmm. I bought one, uh, I think the year 2011 is going to be the year of, quote, the electronic tablet. Hmm. Because what I read is that there's just more and more uh, manufacturers coming out with, you know, a similar type product. Have you noticed that? Oh, of course. Um, they use the term iPad killer very uh-huh. often, okay. which, which is the concept of another product trying to take the market share from the iPad right? Um, so that the iPad then becomes obsolete. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's several other manufacturers right. that are coming out with almost identical devices that perform more or less the same tasks. And I, I gather some of them are, they're all trying to take, you know, their own sort of individual uh, approach to it. Some larger, some smaller, some with better, I don't know, media. I, I'm not <laughs> faster into all and Faster <laughs> or whatever. And of course, when you get people like Samsung and Toshiba and Nokia and mm-hmm. all these people get all their technical, you know, whiz kids and experts and stuff developing new and better ways of yeah. producing a tablet... Uh, I mean, that's going to bring us a lot of competition and should be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it brings the cost of the tablets down eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think it will? I definitely think it will. And I think, um, well, I'll put it this way. I think the cost of them might stay the same right. over time, but the features will dramatically improve. And I think that's kind of been, at least for Apple, uh, more or less the historical trend where a laptop computer will cost the same amount, but it will receive more and more updates and upgrades and get better and better. So you're paying the same amount, but it's for a much better product. But you know, the interesting thing in all of this is, of course, the rise of places like India and China. Mm -hmm. Uh, It may be that in Europe or North America or Japan or Korea, five, six hundred dollars for some kind of handheld device is is okay. Mm -hmm. Lots of people can afford to to spend that kind of money. But I read that the Indians were intent on coming out with uh, some kind of a tablet for around $45, Mm -hmm. you know. And so if the Chinese and the Indians, and and looking at the enormous market potentially in those countries, Mm -hmm. if they develop products for their market, we could be looking at, they might sacrifice, you know, some functionality, but Mm -hmm. if they could come up with tablets that do the job, you know, under $100, that's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of talk about the $100 laptop right. and the, um, I think it was the one child, uh, one laptop per child, OLPC right. project okay. as well, which was with the intent of providing laptop computers that, you know, were slower, but a lot cheaper to manufacture and providing them to um, kids in Africa and in different places in the world. Right. I mean, what I see too is is uh, because of my interest in education. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to me, the uh, the tablet, the electronic tablet, is is absolutely revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Potentially revolutionary because instead of kids having to buy expensive textbooks, uh, which they carry home in their heavy school bags, mm-hmm. or the teachers basically printing out these sheets that <laughs> look so crummy, you know, mm-hmm. that I see my grandchildren take home. Yeah, uh, and they're still just paper, you know. It's 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 not that big an improvement over what happened 500 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas now, the uh, the tablet mm-hmm. can enable you to access content anywhere, multimedia content, connect with your friends, mm-hmm. uh, 
have a, a Skype conversation, video camera conversation. I mean, I think of it for language learning. It, it basically, to my mind, if the, if the place of learning has been the classroom, I my personal view is the place of learning becomes wherever the learner is mm-hmm. with with the, the electronic tablet. Right, and I think that's that goes off of uh, the TED Talk by Sugata Mitra where you know he showed the the computer that he had put in a slum in India in rural India and or I guess the urban cities as well and you know the people the kids would go there and pretty much teach themselves how to do it learning without the aid of an instructor or a teacher or any sort of manual but wow. learning by doing and I think it makes it even more accessible if there is um in the near future some sort of product that's manufactured buy companies in India or in China for a fraction of the price. Well, exactly. And but of course and of course if I look at the cost of education which continues to increase, mm-hmm. you know, every year 5, 10, 15%, the costs just go up mm-hmm. and the outcomes go down. <laughs> uh, I was reading that in Canada we have fewer people graduating from high school than before. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting and uh, so so we are investing more and more money and and I mentioned in, in, in some discussion, I think, about the, the, the book The Rational Optimist, where mm-hmm. Matt Ridley points out that the cost of just about every product we consume, agricultural products, mm-hmm. you know, consumer products, industrial products, has gone, all these costs have gone way down, like a fraction of where they were. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the speed of travel and, and, and we're feeding twice as many people and everything has improved except education, <laughs> which costs more and more mm-hmm. with poorer and poorer outcomes. Mm. Or at least no significant improvement in outcomes. Right. And um, and furthermore, the education, which is the largest item in the budget of many con- countries, mm-hmm. is still targeted primarily at that under twenty age group mm-hmm. between you know elementary, high school, and university. Mm-hmm. So they're not r- even taking that public education budget and spending it on the whole population. Mm-hmm. But we know that we continue to learn throughout our lives yeah so uh, i think that the electronic tablet has has tremendous potential Mm -hmm. i think it really opens up the doors for a lot of people to pursue things that previously weren't accessible i mean for for a working professional yeah uh, like i worked in construction and i saw a lot of guys who were working construction doing you know these these really terrible um blue collar jobs and they were stuck in it you know they'd been there for 10 15 20 years some of them are, you know, 40 or 50 years old even, and they simply don't have the option to go back to school. It's simply too expensive for them. They may have families to support and stuff. And so with this, it allows them to, as they're perhaps continuing to do their job, they don't have to take, you know, two years off to pursue something different. Yeah, but I wouldn't necessarily assume <coughs> that someone in construction is unhappy with their job. I know people who are in construction who are quite happy. Uh, I mean, having been there, there's yeah. there's a fraction of them that actually enjoy it. Really? Yeah. A lot you, of them, you don't think carpenters enjoy being carpenters? Uh, a lot of them don't, actually. Really? I think it's fun initially. Right. But it's one of those jobs where if you're not passionate about it, yeah. uh, it, it becomes tedious and, and it feels like you're not using your potential. Hmm. Um, the reason a lot of people do construction is because it pays well. Mm-hmm. And the reason it pays well is because it has a very high turnover rate. Mm-hmm. People get hired and fired like on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, people cycle through really quickly, right. but it's very difficult work. 
So I mean, I was uh, involved in building for a few years, building homes, and I must say that the morale uh, of the of the people I worked with was was quite high. And obviously, a laborer uh, has a less interesting job, but I thought the carpenters uh, had great pride in their work and, mm-hmm. and enjoyed doing what they were doing. I think it's a, and, uh, and, I, and I think the opportunity for someone at <coughs> age forty to you know, retrained to become what? A stockbroker? I mean, uh, you know, he's committed. Like, uh, I, I don't see it that so much there. I, I think, uh, and I think in certainly insofar as trades, mm-hmm. and I think trades are very important. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody can have a university degree nor need to have one. Yeah. But education, just in terms of self-fulfillment, in terms mm-hmm. of, I don't know, learning languages, uh, you know, there's so many more things that you can do mm-hmm. uh, with technology like the iPad uh, whereas if the model is that you have to go to a classroom mm-hmm. to learn, that's going to eliminate a lot of people right there. Yeah, and it also increases the cost because I know that uh, there's a lot of like adult programs at, at universities here where there's night classes and stuff like that, but the costs are, are really quite significant. You know, for a course that's maybe two months long, uh, once a week, it's, you know, 200 300 400 even. Mm-hmm. Um which you know, if you're on a budget, is a right. significant amount of money. Yeah, and and some are a lot more than that mm-hmm. too, depending on whether it's, or to what extent it's subsidized by the government. Right. So the costs are are it's not just the cost that the student pays; it's the cost that the system pays. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't. I was reading in Canada. I mean, certainly, the amount of money we spend per university student is more than twice what we spend on a elementary or high school mm. student. So there's a lot of money spent on those people. Yeah. And as I've said many times, m- since the vast majority are in the humanities, mm-hmm. it's only like 12, 15% who are in the hard subjects, you know, engineering, <laughs> science and stuff. Mm-hmm. The rest of them are studying gender studies or whatever, mm-hmm. history, philosophy. Uh, those, are stu- those are subjects that could be just as easily studied on your own. Mm-hmm. Just as easy studied on your own. Now, you can argue that it's more fun to go to university. That may be true. But the state is paying for it. Yeah. So the state is paying for you to have fun. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're really interested in the subject, <laughs> the state should maybe pay for you to have a tablet, mm-hmm. an electronic tablet, and go and learn. Yeah. Join a group yeah. of people who have similar interests. Meet. You know, there's so many other ways of organizing that. So mm-hmm. so I believe that the electronic tablet should be a very subversive mm-hmm. a very subversive element mm-hmm. to our established education bureaucracy. Yeah. However, I don't think it'll achieve that because the education bureaucracy is so strongly entrenched and they will somehow try to prevent that from happening because it's in their interest to maintain the model of people coming to the classroom, mm-hmm. which is their bread and butter. Mm-hmm. So, But it's too bad because, I mean, we have seen the um, in all other fields how modern development, modern inventions and so forth have led to these phenomenal increases in, in productivity and reduction in the cost of products, the tremendous mm-hmm. range of products. But, um, yeah... But uh, I hope the tablet has that effect. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, to put a bit of a different spin on it, I think um, technology does help the teachers as well. And I know some teachers that I've had where they take advantage of this technology to help um, provide more relevant information to the students and also provide it in a way that they receive it better. Uh, I think it's going to be 
difficult for something like the electronic tablet to really break down the walls of of uh, structured education. But at the same time, there are teachers out there who are willing to take that risk and you know try these things out. And you know, there's countless stories of of one teacher in one school with one class of kids who tries something different and has amazing results. You know? but, oh, yeah. But, but to me, the, and, and I, am, I know there are students and the teachers. In fact, I have met teachers. I met a, a Chinese teacher, teacher of Chinese, a mm-hmm. lady in her 50s, who was using uh, the iPod Touch, uh, had developed programs to help her kids uh, learn characters and was making you know, excellent use of that technology. Mm-hmm. But the fundamental problem is that the teacher says, okay, my responsibility is to the, to teach the kids that are in my class mm-hmm. or the students in my class in university. So if I am so efficient that they only need one-tenth of my time, mm-hmm. then I'm basically, you know, uh, getting rid of my job. Mm-hmm. Whereas if, if it were somewhere how structured that my potential market is everybody. Mm-hmm everybody that can access the internet yeah like not just the people who paid to come to this school right i'm a good teacher mm-hmm. i know i'm a good teacher mm-hmm. i'm not talking about me steve i'm saying <laughs> here's this teacher that says i'm a good teacher mm-hmm. so rather than saying and i know that with the use of this technology uh you know one tenth of the input of my time mm-hmm. can generate like 10 times the amount of learning mm-hmm. if i use this technology right. but as long as my uh, market base, customer base is fixed. Mm-hmm. All I'm doing is reducing my work, mm-hmm. so that's not so good. Yeah. So there, there needs to be some kind, ca- some kind of an image uh, of the market that that uh, enables the teacher to say, "My market is the world." Mm-hmm. Now, how can I use this platform? Mm-hmm to get my ideas and my better ways of teaching out to not only the people who sit in my classroom, but to everybody. Yeah. So that's what, so that the, the ultimate, right now the marketplace for any education technology is the school system mm-hmm. or the university. Mm-hmm. It's, it seems to be more of those people who have a vested interest in the present structure. Yeah. Uh, what has to happen is for, for the, 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 the teacher has to become an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. The teacher as a promoter, as an entrepreneur, promoting learning, promoting an interest in his subject, mm-hmm. and promoting and, and showing people how to learn using the technology. But then the market has to be everybody, <laughs> regardless of their age, regardless of where they are. There's right. no reason why a, somebody who teaches at UBC should mm-hmm. be limited to the people who manage to get on a bus uh, or drive or bicycle to UBC mm-hmm. here in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why someone in Mongolia shouldn't right. be taking advantage or conversely someone in Vancouver who likes the professor in Mongolia <laughs> should be studying you know with him or yeah. her yeah. as as a professor so that to me would be potentially ideal, <laughs> ideal with if but you got to break down so many walls yeah for that to happen yeah sounds anyway. good anyway, it would be we'll cool see. <laughs> but i think there will be an explosion of these tablets mm-hmm. and uh, when they first came out people were saying well what are they good for you know there's just like uh, it's neither a phone nor a computer and yeah all of this skepticism uh in fact it's continuing to pick up steam mm-hmm. it is yeah, yeah. And there, i just read uh, recently that Apple has actually increased, ordered an increase on the uh, production of iPads, mm-hmm. the new iPad 2, which has not yet been announced, but right. uh, a lot of people are anticipating that. So, 
It'll yeah. be interesting to see where it goes in the next few months and, and in the next few years. It's it's really it's really fascinating. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that was our our main. Uh, we had a whole bunch of other things we could talk about, but we decided to focus in on that. So, mm-hmm. 2011, the year of the tablet. I wonder how many of our of our listeners have an mm-hmm. electronic tablet. It would be interesting to hear. Yeah, let us know, or if you want us to talk about something else, mm-hmm. please let us know. Yeah. Okay. By the way, I had a a Skype message from someone in Brazil who said. Mm-hmm. Something to the effect of, you know, when are we going to have another podcast? And <laughs> Alex rocks or something like that. Something, he's a fan. Oh, he's thank a fan. you. There thank you, you go. <laughs> That's good to hear. <laughs> okay. Cool. Thank, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Take care.